0: This is The Actor's Room. Welcome back everybody. My name is Jeff Tarowski. And I hope you enjoy this episode. We are going to highlight a documentary called Capturing the Freedmen's. Oh yeah. This doc is disturbing. But very entertaining. Diving into the lives of a family just completely ripped apart. Hope everybody out there is having a great day. Hope you enjoy the show. This is episode 59 of the Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. 2003, Capturing the Freedmans. Directed by Andrew Jarecki He also directed the documentary The Jinx Which I haven't seen yet, but I hear is very fascinating And he also did Catfish A very talented director Went into this documentary that we're going to talk about today Called Capturing the Freedmans Didn't know what pot of gold this guy was sitting on This is the story This is the scoop Andrew Jarecki decided to do a documentary about a man named David Friedman. David Friedman was a well-known and so-called number one clown for parties in New York City. Andrew Jarecki wanted to follow him around to sort of see what it's like behind the scenes of New York's most popular Party clown. Number one. Party clowns are creepy. Any clown is creepy. In my book, anyway. Andrew Jarecki wanted to, you know, follow David around. See what his life was like. What he went through during the day. How he prepared. uh, When he went into parties. How he acted. And then what happens after the party. Anyways. He starts following this guy around, doing what he thought he was going to do. And he got to know David. They would sit down, have conversations. Over lunch, dinner, whatever the case may be, Andrew wanted to know David well enough to put together a solid documentary about a party clown. Well, their conversations got a bit deep. And David started getting personal with Andrew. They were talking about David's family. And little did Andrew know. That he was sitting on a little pot of gold. As far as stories are concerned. David would go on to explain. His family. His situation. And what he has gone through in the past. Andrew listened. Listened. And came to the conclusion. David. We are going to have to talk about your family. This is something we're going to have to talk about. Please let me do a documentary about your life. David thought about it and decided that it would be okay for Andrew to open up this book. The book about the Freedmans of Long Island. Because folks, I've never heard a story like this before. Or just the way the family unit reacted off of one another The way they lived uh, How things were in that family And what happened to them Let's start it off by saying that This documentary is not for everyone It's disturbing in the way of a sexual nature Uh, These type of documentaries grab me Because of the family structure And how a family structure Can break down in times of despair, confusion, anger, all these emotions going on with this family that we're going to learn about and I'm going to talk about in this episode of The Actors' Room, Capturing the Freedmans, 2003. The documentary really does concentrate on the family. Andrew put together clips showing how the family. Grew up like okay let's go ahead And give the cast of characters Father's name Arnold Friedman Mother Elaine and they had three boys Oldest David then came Seth And then Jesse All three boys and the father were tight I mean very tight Close knit they like to play around with the video Camera Do scenes. Sing songs. Uh, Arnold the father uh, was musical. Had a piano. Would teach piano lessons. And the kids were very much like their dad. The mother was quiet. Elaine. And she was left out. Because she really wasn't like the four other guys. The four guys were a unit. A gang so to speak. And mom was left out. She just wasn't a part. Of that stuff. Elaine. And Arnold. Met. After the war. Arnold was a little different. He had started a band. And loved music. He also loved little boys. And uh, yeah. They came out of nowhere didn't it? Well that's just a fact. Even Arnold himself. Before getting married. And deciding to have a family would see Shrinks and tell the Shrink that he was very concerned about having children. Because, well, he was attracted to them. The Shrink and Arnold went through many sessions. And the Shrink assured him, Everything's going to be fine. I think we have talked about it enough. And it's okay for you to have kids. Arnold, in these sessions, admitted to performing in acts with younger kids. Arnold explains that um, he has a brother. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and get into this story about Arnold's childhood. Now, this is the father, Arnold. The main character in this story was David, the, uh, the birthday clown. Not anymore. We have a new main character. Arnold Friedman is one hell of a character. When he was a little boy, his mom and dad were divorced when he was very young. So they stayed with the mom, Arnold and his little brother. The mom had to raise the kids on her own. And they had a small little studio apartment. Which means when you walk in, there's one big room and a little tiny kitchen. So they had their beds in the same room. Well, mommy would bring guys home and have sexual relations with the guys in front of the kids. What a great mother. Great ethics. This would mess with Arnold. His first sexual experience. Came with his little brother. He admitted this. Disgusting. His 1st He was molesting his own little brother. This behavior. Right off the bat. This is a very disturbed human being. And uh, nobody knew about this, of course. Well, I hope not. I hope the mother didn't know. Or, sorry. I hope the mother, that she didn't know. But if she did, she was already a piece of shit. But Arnold already displaying signs of disturbance sexually. Performing acts on his own little brother. Arnold would grow still attracted to young boys And then growing into a teenager He was still attracted to younger boys And this is when he realized This isn't good (laughs) This isn't good I'm still attracted to younger guys or boys Him being at the age of 16, 17 He was still attracted to younger kids He didn't grow out of that. He didn't find his age attractive anymore. So why in the hell did he decide to get married to Elaine later on in his life? Was it just because it was the right thing to do to be married at that time? And of course these two were together in the 60s. So around that time it was just... This is what you do, you find a girl and you get married. Because you know, same-sex marriages that wasn't around back then. It wasn't and homosexuality was frowned upon. It just was it wasn't talked about. This was all behind closed doors. So maybe just maybe he felt he was doing the right thing and if you dive deeper into this guy, Arnold um, is perverted as he was and sick in his mind. It's interesting that he did acknowledge that and saw and seeked help with a shrink, an analyst, a psychiatrist, whatever. He wanted to be cured of this. He knew it was wrong. But there was nothing you could really do about it, folks. There's no cure for that. There's no pill you can take, there's no classes you can take. Uh no exercise you can perform. Whatever you're, it is that you're attracted to. That, that's, that's just reality. That's just it. You can't. You know. Oh. I'm going to try to be attracted to this type. You just can't do it. As hard as you try. And. Although he wanted to change. He couldn't. And I think he tried. By marrying Elaine. Elaine. And when they decided to have children, Arnold was concerned that he would end up hurting his children. And I think he did, folks. I think he did. This documentary centers around this family, the Freedmans. And like I said, the documentary really highlights the family, showing clips of photos and just scenes shot on camera. With the video camera. The family loved to videotape themselves. At parties. Even doing skits. They seemed like they were a very entertainment based family. Goofing around. Singing, dancing, performing. Period. Very boisterous. Alive. Uh, They loved to play. And to have fun. So you got to see a lot of family uh, moments. Family moments, moments that a lot of families have and treasure among themselves, that they can stick in this videotape, okay, and sit back, relax, and enjoy watching a happy family. I think they thought they were happy, but something was seriously wrong. This is what happened Arnold was getting. Magazines in the mail that were. Unappropriate. They were from the Netherlands. And I believe that the police department was tracking. All shipments. From this place in the Netherlands. Arnold. Received packages. From this address. So. They did a little. You know detective work. On Arnold. And found out that yes, he was receiving packages from this address. So they had an undercover cop deliver the package to Arnold. They knew what was in it. Gay porn. And little boy porn. How in the hell? How did he find out? And this this was like the 80s that this took place. How do you find this stuff? Is it word of mouth? Um, I don't know about that. I'm sure it's an Underworld. Maybe there's publications that come out that you can buy underground stuff. And I think that's probably what it is. Anyways, he's receiving illegal mail. Undercover cop comes to the door, knocks on it. Arnold answers. He's given the package, signs off on it, done. I guess the cop explains that (laughs) it's really kind of funny. Although none of this is funny, the cop says, he goes, we gave him about 45 minutes alone with the magazine. Isn't that hilarious? (laughs) They gave him a little time with the mag to give him, (laughs) let him have his fun now, because I guarantee you, he's not going to be having too much fun in the future. Anyway, they gave him a little bit of time with the mag. (laughs) The cops are being very nice to this guy. This undercover cop, right, had his little uniform on, like a UPS uniform, the fool Arnold. Well, now he shows up to the door 45 minutes later, same guy, knocks on the door again in like plain clothes. Arnold opens the door, and the cop's like, Arnold, how are you? And Arnold's like, I'm fine. What can I do for you? And the cop's like, You don't recognize me? And Arnold's like, No. He goes, I was just here like 45 minutes ago. And then Arnold's like, oh, oh, weird. Okay. And then the cop's like, "Um, we're going to have to come in the house. And Arnold's like, why? What's going on? He's like, well, that package I delivered to you, you know what's in it. I know what's in it. We need to have a discussion. (laughs) (laughs) And Arnold's like, "Uh uh-oh. They come in. uh, They find the magazine and explain to Arnold Because of this, they're going to have to search his house. And Arnold's like, you don't have to do that. That's the only one, I swear to God. Yeah, right. (laughs) You and I both know, and the cops, that if there's one, there's probably others. And Arnold's like, listen, okay, okay. There is a few others in my nightstand. I'll show you where they are, and you can be on your way. Well, he shows them the other stuff in his bedroom, And the cops are like, Arnold, we're still going to have to search the house, man. And Arnold's like, I don't understand. I showed you what I have, and that's it. I swear to God, there's nothing else. Well, he did all he could to get him the fuck out of his house. But it wasn't going to work. They said, Arnold, sit the fuck down. We're searching your house. They found a library, man. Of course they did. This guy had a private office, and it had a bunch of goodies in there. The, the place was raided. They found all sorts of shit. And I'm sure the mother, Elaine, was going out of her mind. She showed up while this was happening. This was around Thanksgiving. She was out buying the turkey. She comes back from her little turkey purchase. W- Cops are everywhere. She thought, oh my god. You know, because she has three boys. Like, oh my god, what is this? A marijuana bust? no. It's your husband being caught red-handed with inappropriate items. She's all upset. And like the oldest son, David, the clown, shows up later on that night while this is all still going on. And he starts rushing inside the the house. And the cops are like, hey, who are you? He's like, I'm David. I'm the son. What the fuck's going on here? And they explain to him, listen... This is what's going on. We're going to have you leave, leave the house. This is, you know, the cops right now are going to take care of everything. You need to leave. And David lost it. He's in his clown outfit. I guess he started putting underwear on his head, prating up and down. Like, this is weird. I think this family really did know what was going on. I'm not quite sure. 100%, of course, what Arnold did. To his kids, uh, his history is not good. Even uh, harming his little brother the way he did, he also acted on his urges. You would say with other young boys as well before this, and he actually admitted this to cops and his shrink, and and his wife on one occasion. His wife knew, man. They know. They know. That family knew. I guarantee it. Every single person in that family knew, but were in denial. This was their father, okay? And in their eyes, a good man. He was a teacher. Arnold was a teacher. He also taught a computer class at the house. Uh oh. Pedophiles do this sort of thing. They're attracted to younger ones. What the hell is he doing being a teacher? He is placing himself in harm's way. Arnold just couldn't help himself. And having a computer class filled with 12 and 13 year olds. The class took place in his basement. He had computer desks set up in the basement. And he taught classes once a week. What I, I would think probably around 10-12 to 12 boys. Every week. In his basement. Cops found out about this. Things that make you go. Hmm. Come on folks. They know it. We know it. And I have heard many documentaries. About this show. Or I'm sorry. I've listened to a lot of shows about this documentary. On other podcasts. Just to see. How they feel about it. What their opinions are. How they took this doc. the situation. I just wanted to get a feel. For what other people thought about this documentary. And it's quite amazing. How they go. Well they may not have known. What was going on. Or the cops are just making stuff up. How dare they just assume. That Arnold is abusing boys. Well. Because he's a pedophile. And he had done it before. And he kind of has this little world around him. That he will participate in certain things. When the cops found out. That this guy had a computer class. With young boys. In his basement. That sets off fucking alarms. To the highest degree. And. We're not saying. That all the boys in this class. Were molested. But I'm going to say this. I think 100% of them were. I really do. And there will there's people in these podcasts that I listen to, they talk about, "Oh, these kids that like the parents would know something was wrong with the kids if they were molested or hurt." Not really. When something like this happens to a child, they're not going to tell their parents number one, okay? They're not. And then They're going to try to cover it up as much as they can. When something like this happens. They're embarrassed. They're shamed. uh, They cover it up. They will do everything in their power to cover it up. Why would they want to talk about this? Something that happened to them this way. Arnold Friedman. Was a monster. And he would have his youngest son. Jesse. Now you got to understand. Arnold and Elaine. Had three boys. David. Seth. And Jesse. Jesse was the youngest. He would help out with his father in the computer classes. Arnold and Jesse. And when the cops went to all of the boys that were in this class. Interviewed them. Guess whose name kept popping up. Jesse. And the kids said that Jesse was even more brutal than the father interesting. Let's get back to Elaine for a moment. The mother, she's interviewed in this documentary. And it's brought up to her about the fact the cops found porn in the home. She comes off like she didn't know about it. Ah, whatever. And then a few moments later in the interview, says that, oh, he would just look at the books, you know, and meditate to them. Meditate to them? <laughs> Talk about a woman in complete denial. Complete denial. She felt he was meditating to them. Uh, that's not the right word. Wrong word. Anyways, she also explains. How the two of them would have sex. She said. Now mind you Arnold's gay. You know I'm surprised they had three kids. Because they probably only had sex like five times. She says it was like brushing your teeth. There was a way they did it. Like it was a step by step process. You know no foreplay. She's like Arnold. No they're Jewish. Arnold. (laughs) Haven't you ever heard of foreplay? You know, it was just ridiculous. This lady, how the hell did she survive in that marriage, being married to a pedophile? They all knew. They had to have known. It's just amazing to me how this family unit was able to sort of survive as long as it did, knowing about certain things, Arnold being the way he was, and the kids. I'm sure we hurt, his uh, sons. And Elaine comes off as a very sympathetic character in the documentary. But in my opinion, she knew what was going on in that house. She's not blind. And she's a part of that family. And I think she knew that her husband wasn't right. Like little boys. And they had three little boys in that house How dare she allow this to happen And I think deep down Those three kids, the three boys Have resentment towards their mother because of it If you watch the documentary They stand behind their father instead of the mom Why? I think deep down they're pissed And they should be She never stopped it She knew They all knew Shame on her. Although she didn't do any of the violating. She allowed it to continue. I think. It's not explained. But if she didn't butt in. Which I don't think she did. Things continued to happen. Jesse. The younger son. Claims that his father molested him. Mind you. He is now recanting. This confession. And he made this confession to his lawyer. Okay. Because Arnold was arrested. Of course. Brought up on charges of molestation. With his students in the computer class. And for participating. In buying of uh, illegal books. So on. The pedophilia thing is a big deal. And of course was brought up on charges. And Jesse was as well. I mean he was... uh, In this class. Teaching with his father. And the kids saying he was doing these things too. Even worse. Chessie also. With Geraldo Rivera. Gave an interview. And even told Geraldo. That his father molested him. And that he did participate. In doing bad things in the class. And now he says he's not. No. He's a psychopath. Probably. A molester. He was molested. And molesters molest. He was in jail for I believe 13 years. He's out now. Married. You know I hope you know there's a choice you make. Okay. Maybe with a little bit of therapy it'd be contained. Okay. Because he's out now. He has a wife. And hopefully a life. But these pedophiles are dangerous. They don't Belong in the same room as a child They don't And if they are, look out Don't take Your eyes off of them They're monsters in a way Okay, they're like hunters It's scary And I don't know, it's something That For me, okay One of the greatest tragedies is when a child Their childhood is taken Away from them Okay, Being a child is such a special thing When I look back at my childhood I just smile Because it was great Okay, I had a great childhood I felt safe, loved, and secure When an adult Takes that away from a child By hurting them in that way It really does affect me A lot And for some reason it does It really does As an artist too Like Going there, like Sean Penn comes up in a lot of my episodes. He feels the same way about art. When he directs a film, he'll go there with a child being hurt, a child being taken away, lost, gone because he's got kids, and I think he sees it as like if anything happened to my kids, that would take me somewhere, you know, that uh, yeah, scary. But I'm experiencing something. And I can put that into my art. Because I see it's so like, unfathomable that this would happen. And when something like this does happen. And I see things like this. Like this doc going on. It really does affect me in a way. And I don't know. This documentary really affected me. Just like my last episode. Mother The movie, Mother, if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, it's okay. Um, The quality of it, I hated because I usually have a certain spot where I do my podcast. Okay? And it usually sounds pretty good. But for some reason, last week, or two weeks ago, I switched it up and I did it a different way. I just did it a different way. So I got, like, the first part of my episode last week. Sounded fine. And then I switched things up. And like 80% of it. Sounds like I'm in a tunnel. I'm learning my lessons. But anyways. I was affected by mother as well. On another level. As far as spiritually. This doc. Made me feel something else. Along the lines of despair. Hurt. Anger. Interest as well. Because of things I don't understand. I like to go there and try to understand them. Why do these things happen? Um, the reasons behind it. And then seeing a family torn apart. For instance, David the older brother. The party clown. Is in complete denial. That his father would do this. Um, you just you, you lock stuff away. And you say, my dad would never do that. And he knows he did. He knows he did because David was probably hurt as well. And he locked it away. And I'm sure his dad said, it'll never happen again. And you don't want your dad to be that way. Even if it's true, you still see him as your hero. And David would would just, his eyes would light up when he talked about his dad. You know, being a musician, his dad was a musician. He taught kids. He this guy Arnold, he like won awards for being such a great teacher. He was a brilliant man, uh, talented. Okay, very outgoing. He was very involved in the community. Uh, a lot of people really loved him. And when things like this happen, it's like this little monster that you got. You know, like Arnold had this demon-like thing. And when you watch the documentary, and he's arrested. And of course they let him out on bail. So before he goes on trial, he's at home. And they're still recording things. David, the older brother, loves the fucking camera. And he was recording the family going through everything. The The brothers were just yelling at the mom. Berating her. Because she wasn't sticking up 100% behind the dad. You know, like, mom, you gotta stick up for dad. If If you don't, who will? But I knew... Deep down that the mom, okay, was so confused. She knew that the dad was guilty and even Arnold himself, the dad, walked around looking guilty as hell. Done. Spent. And he knew his time was up. The gig was up, folks. The brothers stuck together and watched their father go to jail. And now Jesse, the younger brother, was next. His trial, same thing. His sentence wasn't as bad because his dad was gone for good. But Jesse would get a 13 year sentence. Not too bad considering what he did. But an interesting thing happened before Jesse went to jail. They had a recording of course David just couldn't help himself with his tape recorder The night before Jesse went to jail They had a party I don't want to say a party But they had a get together They stayed up all night talking I guess that would be a normal thing to do, right? Before being sent away You get a look You can see this on YouTube Or you could About a year ago I don't know about now But you can go on to YouTube I think And watch Jesse Even the middle brother Seth Who you don't hear about in the doc Because he had nothing to do With that documentary You see a little bit of Seth in there I always found him to be very interesting Because he wasn't involved In this documentary And yo I would love to get his opinion on shit Now I know that he supported the dad But who knows what he thinks now But anyways You see a little bit of Seth too. He's the middle child. In this last night before going to jail thing. And they're talking about life. They're talking about sex. Drugs. You know their childhood. Jesse was 19 years old. 19. Still a kid. But of course knew what the hell was going on. But the interesting part of this thing. Is that the next morning they're driving Jesse to jail and they're talking about the fact that you're being put away for 13 years. Did you touch those kids? you know, sarcastically. And then Jesse says, "No, I didn't. I didn't lay a hand on them." Uh-huh. And then right before they go in the jail, they're standing outside the jail. And it's being recorded still, David with the camera. They start Reenacting scenes from Mighty Python. David. Taping Jesse. Reenacting a scene from Mighty Python. Joking around and singing. What are you singing about? I found this to be very peculiar. Strange. If I was up. On pedophilia charges. And just seconds away from being in jail. I would be. Shaking like a leaf. Scared. Shitting my pants. Not Jesse. He's dancing around. Singing. I find this to be very peculiar. In signs of a psychopath. He enters the jail. With his brothers. And within seconds. While still singing a little bit. Is noticed by one of the uh, kids that were molested One of their parents Witnesses Jesse Singing having a good old time And loses it I mean it's great to see You get to see that Like they start charging At Jesse and the brothers like You son of a bitch you fucking did my kid And you're and there's like these squeaks and It was really incredible <laughs> That would be me man If I saw that and my kid was molested by one of those motherfuckers, and I saw him come into the jail singing, I would have fucking ripped him apart. This documentary, truly incredible, folks. And Jesse is out there now proclaiming his innocence. What a story. Please go on, watch Capturing the Friedmans. It was an HBO production. HBO does some fantastic work with documentaries. They do the best. There's another one I want to do in the future. It's called There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane. That was probably one of the most fascinating docs I've ever seen. Besides this one, this one was pretty good. Just because of the shock value. When I watch something so shocking, like, gah, gah, you know, <laughs> there's something about pedophiles, man. I want to take their head and I want to fucking bash it in the fucking wall. I just, I want it to take it just, it angers me. And, tr- and I'm trying not to be angry because I've never had, like, a- an experience with that in my life. Like, I've never really known one, like, where I was directly affected, but just the idea of it. I mean, I've never even been affected by it in any way. Just the knowledge, it's out there. Like, I could be walking down the street, okay, one day, and there could be three that pass me by. And I don't even know it. If I knew. That I walked past one. I think. I don't, I don't know what I would do. Now, I say that I would beat their head up against the wall. But you know. I probably wouldn't. It'd be fun to do though. Wouldn't it? Knowing. Knowing. What they want to do. And if they do things to kids. It's so. It angers me. Okay. I don't want to be too angry. I know I say I like to feel and all that shit. I know you're probably thinking to yourself, this guy, he likes to feel angry. I don't. No, I, it's a feeling and I'll go there because I just, I try to allow myself to do that in my life. I'm trying to, you know, let go more as I get older, not to hold things in because I used to hold a lot of stuff in. Not good for you. Not good for your insides, man. You gotta, you know, if you don't do it right away, find a way to eventually, you know, let out your stress, you know. A lot of people like to exercise. I, 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 maybe I got to do that. Do some exercising. I don't know. Jogging. That seems so boring, though. Really, jogging. I, maybe I'd love it. I've never tried it. I would probably get about a half a block and then pass out because I'm just not in shape to do that, but you know, a half a block one day, and maybe, you know, a whole block the next day you got to work yourself up. Whatever. I'm going on about exercise. That's fucking boring. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of The Actors Room. And if you're still listening, I'm sure you've noticed, I do it every two weeks now. Every two weeks. Uh, After a year of doing uh, research every week, I got a little burned out. And since I don't have a whole bunch of people listening... I have a very small audience. I decided to go ahead, cut it back um, and kind of take a little bit of stress out of my life in a way. So it's coming out every two weeks. We're going to stick with the actor's room name for now. And doing documentaries will now be a part of the show. We'll put in there. It's uh, a part of entertainment and like a movie, right? Or doing a show. Doing a documentary is something that I will do from now on. Next week, and I told my buddy, actually, Tony Fazio. Hey, Tony, if you're still listening, hey, buddy. He wanted me to do an actor a long time ago, like a year ago. He's like, why don't you do this actor? And I said, yeah, I'll do him, man. I just don't know when. Well, I'm going to do him next week. I was going to do him this week. And I did research on him. And I thought, it's not going to take that long to do this guy. Boy, was I wrong? I looked into this actor, and I'm not going to reveal. I don't like doing that now. I like little surprises, a little fun. And this guy is he's cooler than I thought. Now, I knew this guy was cool, and he's kind of an under the radar type actor. People know him. Okay, He's been around forever. One of the older actors. And I was just amazed About all the stuff going on with this guy And I want to give him attention The right attention I, I was going to consider doing him right now I have notes But I just didn't feel really good about it I said, you know what? Take the notes I got Do some more research Be more comfortable Give this guy the right time So that's what I'm going to do In two weeks, come back right at you with an actor next week Nah, two weeks in the actor's room any other notes I have I think that's about it and uh, have a great day have a great night and go on put a movie in tonight one that makes you laugh that's what you should do tonight you've been watching scary movies for a whole month man watch something fun tonight put in something that'll make you laugh All right. Hope you had a great day. God bless you. Have a good one.